had a website, but it wasn't, it was just, it was almost like a vanity project back then. Now it is like an entrance fee to have a business. Good. Hey, I wanted to let you know that the Google guarantee, the Google ads, man, I'm getting 12 to 16 calls a week. My goal is at least do 10 to 15 more years, grow it up, sell it for 40, 50 million, maybe more. Today is April 13th, 2023, and my guest is John Sanchez. John is the co-owner and operator of True Frame Outdoor Structures, a construction company in Northeast Wisconsin that specializes in three and four season sunrooms, decks, screen rooms, helical pier and ground screw installation, room additions, flooring, siding, and believe it or not, more. Woo! In just over a year with Top Line Pro, True Frame has received 82 lead requests. I looked this morning through their website, a rate of almost six per month. So business is booming. John, we're so excited to have you on Titan Talks. Thanks so much for coming on and welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for the invite. Appreciate it. To kick things off, would love to hear about how you got started in construction and remodeling. Tell us an origin story. Yeah, so I haven't been doing this too long in, in a comparison to other people in the field or in the trades per se, but it was 2013. It was my senior year of high school. I was actually full-blown set, ready to go to college, um, school IDs, everything. Like full-blown, that was the path. That was, that, was the, that was the options that seemed like that they really pushed to go to college go to the military or maybe find a bridge that you could live underneath because that's just the world that we lived in back then. Well, it was, it was kind of just an odd way of arrangements. And my construction teacher, actually, one of my, uh, yeah, my construction teacher in, in high school, he was looking for a sunroom. So he had some people come over and do him an estimate. And one of the guys that, that came over had mentioned to him that he was looking for help. So, uh, my teacher, Tomaszewski, he he recommended me and told me I should go get a resume with the counselor. And that's kind of what started also right out of high school. I worked for someone for about eight years and weird things happened there towards the end. And it was kind of just a, a split decision, kind of a jumping, jumping off the edge kind of thing and, and started our own business. So most of your training, would you say, came from the high school course or you learned on the job those eight years where you were working? Um, yeah. tell, tell us about your education and, and, and getting to be not only a professional in construction, but, but a true master. Yeah, so I'd say all the education mostly came from on site in the field work and making mistakes. The mistakes are the huge, like a huge thing for learning. Um, Cause when they're embarrassing, you don't want to do them again, but you really seem to remember when you make a mistake. So I'd say on-site learning was, was the biggest thing for me. Um, and over years, I mean, starting from that guy that was the grunt, you know, really knew nothing. Um, you get to kind of learn the, the smallest things and kind of evolve over years. And as people come and go in the business or, or where I used to work, you get put in a place that you have to do more things. And just over time, you just keep learning. What was the moment where it clicked for you 
where you said, no, I don't want to go to college. This is going to be the path. This is better than that. What, what moved the needle as you were making the decision of whether to, to become a professional? Yeah, honestly, the, the decision for me was just the opportunity. Um, before that opportunity arose, I, I just wasn't aware that that was really an option. Um, something that wasn't really talked about or promoted well to the youth. So before getting the job, it was, it was just a lot of promotion or, or talk about doing the education route. And until the opportunity came to get into the trades, it really just wasn't on my mind. But I mean, it didn't take long for me to really enjoy it and just work with my hands, working outside. Um, the work environment in the trades is just, it's a good time. So it just stuck and I kept with it. And now we're here. I talked to painters, landscapers, a uh, few construction people. They all seem to have family and friends in the industry. Was that the case for you or uh, are you a unique? No, um, my parents weren't in the trades. My grandparents were in the trades. I think my great grandfather, he was a carpenter, but I don't know much about what type of carpentry, but it's just something I think I just fell in love with it doing it. Um, and as far as friends, I've made a lot of friends in the industry doing this kind of work. Um, so those didn't influence me to get into the trades, but I guess maybe kept me here and made it more enjoyable. Who would you say has been your biggest influence? Business? Yeah. Um, since you started the business, was it 2021 um, or 2020? Uh, 2019, we started the business. 2019, where you started the business. Who's been your biggest influence since then? Oh boy, that's a good question, Jonathan. And I don't know if I have a single answer, but just I think what what influenced me to keep going is just the passion behind it. Um, really having passion for the builds, the projects, um, seeing the customers' reactions as things come to life per se on the job site, and just enjoying what you do. Um, as far as like a specific individual or person that persuaded me or convinced me or kind of kept me motivated to do this, I don't know if I could put that on a specific person, but just the enjoyment of what I do is what's keeping me here. Let's talk about business today. As I alluded to in the intro, business is booming. Uh, 80 plus job requests from the website. I took a peek at your Google presence, five stars all the way. Uh, with a lot of reviews recently, almost 500 followers on Facebook, which is uh, incredible for a construction business. Tell me, how, how many employees do you have working for you? Jobs on the schedule? Um, would like to dig into how you got those jobs. Let's, let's hear about the business. Yeah, so as far as employees, we got one guy that works with us. We're a very small company. Um, okay. And I really prefer that I've worked for places that were multiple crews running. Um, maybe you have your office staff, your sales staff, your your guys out on the job site, the owner, the, the regular business model per se. Um, but we are a very small family company. There's three of us total. Um, me and my partner, Mike, and then Nick. And I really enjoy the close-knit of it. Um, I think the customer gets a really good experience as well because typically the person that's selling for us um, it's going to be Mike at the moment, and um, he'll even be there on the job site. It used to be both of us selling and both of us on the job site. So that salesperson that comes and meets you, greets you for the first time, and, and you guys talk about your ideas, things like that, is the same person that's going to be building for you. 
So you don't have a miscommunication in what someone else sold you and what someone else is building you, things like that. And then the customer just gets more comfortable knowing the same person is going to be there from step one to step done. I like that step step one to done. I, I haven't heard that. That's good. Um, curious, how, how many jobs on the schedule, John? At the moment, as of today, I think there's about 15. Um, and, and for us, I mean, that takes us well into the fall. Holy cow. And as like as of right now, like for us around here, this is like when the busyness starts. As Nick was saying earlier, we've had a ton of leads come in um, and we'll see what we can do with them. But yeah, we're, we're pretty booked out at the moment. So let's say I wanted to overhaul my deck. When's the earliest I could get in with you guys? Um, I'll say like 2028 when we get out, <laughs> when we get out there in New York. No, um, right now, I think the next jobs are going into like September at this moment. Okay. How did you get those jobs? Was it? you know, uh, 80 plus from the website, which is incredible. Um, how else are you bringing in the, the, the new leads? Um, so right now we're seeing all the leads coming from the website. There is few from like past clients where they're like, oh, we want to add on or do something else. Or my friend so-and-so wants something added on or, or something like you guys do. Um, but I'd say a lot of the, the leads are coming in directly from the website. Um, and it might be to Facebook, people seeing the photos that we post. Um, I tag the website and everything, and it makes it a simple route for someone to get a hold of us to go to the website and fill up the contact form and kind of take it from there. Can you tell me about how your process has changed in terms of how you think about promoting the business, your online presence, getting out there for, for people in, in the community of Wisconsin to see what did you do two years ago that you no longer do? And, and, and what do you do now that's new? Oh boy. That's another good question. As far as new things, I think it's getting easier now that we're more established than when we first started. So I don't say there's nothing specifically new that we're doing to attract new customers to kind of change the way we promote ourselves. Um, but we've always kind of been ourselves from the beginning but we were, there was a point when we were at our beginning. So it was just being genuine, treating people fairly, treating people like you want to be treated when you work with someone. And I guess just people following along and then becoming a business that people recognize and trust. And as we progress into the future, that's kind of how we're going to continue to get business. How do you balance serving your old customers, your current customers with, with branching out and taking on new business? How do you think about that balance? Um, like how do we balance them in the schedule or like who gets priority? Yeah. In, yeah. in the schedule, priority, all of that. Yeah. So um, whether they're new customers or existing customers, people that we worked for in the past, um, I don't say anybody gets priority. It's kind of like a first come first serve basis. Um, and not that like, old customers or existing customers aren't aren't important because they are but we have timelines we have schedules we have promises that we've made to people and um you just get put on the list you mentioned you made some mistakes early in your career take us through uh it could you know take us through one that's not too embarrassing or maybe that's terribly embarrassing oh it's a good one we have a laser on site um, the transit level, which levels out our floors, things like that. 
and it, it wasn't under the business, which is awesome. It was when I was working for someone, which is a good place to make mistakes when someone else pays for your mistakes. But um, I definitely got put into a lead position that I shouldn't have been in. And the funny part about it is I had this transit level. When you set up a transit, you set it down, you set up your beeper stick and you don't move the transit. You let what, it sit there. What is, the, what is the nature of the project? What are you working on here? Uh, We're building a deck pretty much on the side of a or a sunroom on the side of a cliff with a deck that leads off both sides of the sunroom and then wraps the house so it's a it's a very involved project and it's one of my first projects on my own at this time I think I'm like 21 maybe super shy kid um, very introverted and I'm working with these two like 40 year olds that I'm bossing around per se or giving orders to which was very uncomfortable to begin with but then I'm, I'm making this huge mistake. Well, the mistake was I'm, move, I'm moving the, the transit around. So as I move it, I changed the elevations and I kept attaching my ledger board to the house and it was all jacked up. I mean, I don't know how many times I did it before it just clicked. That's probably the, the most embarrassing mistake that stuck with me over the years. What, what were the ramifications of, of doing that the wrong way? A lot of times staring at a wall, figuring out what's going on. <laughs> Um, as for that, I mean, I didn't get fired or anything like that, but just a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of blank stares, staring at a wall like it had something to say to me. But but was it a costly mistake? Did you have to do everything over? Um, I, oh. I assume no no injuries or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. too bad. I mean, it probably got figured out over the course of half a day, but okay. it was just one of those things that, like I said earlier in in the, in the recording. When you make a mistake, it's so much easier to learn from that than to just like pick things up along the way. And it really sticks with you when you just have this, this dumb, dumb mistake, but you figure it out. That's, I think that's the best way to learn you. As long as you don't give up and you keep figuring it out, I mean, it'll work out. You've been in the industry, John, about 10 years now. How have you seen it change? Uh, I think it's, I think it's just, the quality or the experience for customers that they expect um, not that they want but that they expect hmm. uh, there's a lot of people that do in particular what I do for a living um, and social media shows homeowners you know different ideas designs things like that so there's a huge base for people to get ideas from I haven't been in the industry for too long compared to others like what I've seen happen since I've begun to now I think has kind of evolved with me like the first maybe three four years it was hard to understand the industry um, entirely because I was learning it but as I began to learn more I think I became more involved and even more passionate about it so I kind of learned as I as I became a part of the industry so I kind of I kind of adapted with it as far as noticing the changes. I think I think just like the 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 customer experience is so much more important. They want a good experience, and even for me, like I want the customers to enjoy the process. Um, I feel like in my mind, carpenters or or contractors have like a bad rep for screwing people over, being rude or brunt with people things like that and and for me I, I want it to be a good experience for people I want them to enjoy what's going on um, 
I take it personal like to work on someone's house and being a homeowner as well myself like when I go to someone's house I look at it like would I do this to my house you know um, you really got to take care of them and that's that's something that I think in the long run will pay off so I guess ultimately to like answer your question that was a really roundabout answer what I've what I've seen evolve is is just the care for customers from what they expected from the past to what they expect now did you see the pandemic affect things at all how was yeah. how was uh being in business through through all of that yeah that was an interesting thing for us actually because we started the business in 19 and yeah um i think we had like four six eight months something like that before the pandemic was like first heard of and i'll never forget that day we're like, okay, we're never going to leave the house again. Like we got to finish this job and get paid and go hide or whatever. But um, I mean, not to like lighten up what happened because it obviously sucked, but people going home and spending more time at home has made a huge impact on the business with people wanting to enjoy being at home more and finding ways to make their home more enjoyable while they're there. And I imagine spending more time outside too, right? So um, deck repairs and, and all of that, I, I would think business for that has increased. Yeah. Yeah. We did see a huge demand in a short, I mean, in maybe a year, the, the demand just went crazy. Uh, people, people want to enjoy being at home. We have a ton of pros listening to this, thinking about maybe starting their own business. Um, maybe going to college, maybe starting out in the trades. What advice would you offer to people thinking about just starting out? Definitely a lot of learning curves um, because we didn't have that general like business plan. But like if you're if you're like 18, 19, you love the trades, you're like, I want to start my own business. Um, make sure you're very confident in what you're doing, what you're selling. Um, be comfortable with building or plumbing, electrical, whatever it is that you're going into. Be very comfortable because you're going to get you're going to come across something where you it's on you. You know, you can't be like, I need help or um, I need, I need a bailout on this job when it is your job. Um, you have to be very comfortable with what you're doing and, and kind of feel unfuckwithable. Like you don't want to be unsure of what you're really getting yourself into. And not to say like you need a business plan, but be confident that I like this. I'm going to be passionate about it. Um, and I'll put the time and effort into, into making this what it should be. Is this something you learned over time or were you, when you started out, did you have to learn some of this? Oh, I definitely learned a lot. Um, business in itself, owning a business is a whole different mindset than what you're doing in the business. Um, I've learned a lot about dealing with customers, sales, um, the backside of a business that's almost more involved in time consuming than what you're doing for business. Um, like for us building decks and sunrooms um, but I've learned so much in such a, a small period of time it's it's kind of amazing tell us a little bit about that just thinking about you know running a business um, of course different set of skills than than building a deck but in order to have a construction company equally important walk us through what you do for uh, true frame in, in terms in terms of uh, steering the ship from a business perspective yeah yeah, so uh, just the whole sales aspect of it is a huge deal. Um, to know how to deal with people, treat people, communicate with clients, potential clients, things like that. Um, 
I feel like customers are very understanding that everyone is busy, but they still want to be treated fairly, you know? So just understanding that your time is just as valuable as, as the client's time. Um, mm. So that was a huge learning um, thing for me because I never was put in that place. I don't come from a sales background or uh, a business background, anything like that. I didn't go to school for this. Um, so it was kind of go and, and learn as things happen in front of you. Um, which which might sound intimidating, but it, it wasn't that bad. It was just constantly being willing to adapt and listen and learn from others. Are there any metrics you keep track of that you've uh, learned that had to learn a little bit about since starting? Um, how many vacations I take? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, not necessarily. We plan out in construction. There's always going to be things that pop up that you can't necessary plan for timeline out so you take your experience um, whether it be in in that type of a project or what you're doing and you try to give a fair value to the to the homeowner this is how long we think it takes um, this is what we charge for our labor these are the the materials that you guys picked out and um, you kind of go from there was figuring out pricing in the early stages a uh... How did, how did you do that? I mean, you, I guess you had several, <laughs> several years on the job, but I, I imagine there's always some uncertainty. Am I charging too much? Am I not charging enough? How do I know? Yeah, how do I know what I'm worth? So like as far as quoting something at, at first, it was very time consuming to quote a project um, to make sure you have enough time in there because owning a business is a lot more than paying yourself or paying an employee by the hour. So if you're off a day or two, it, it sounds very minute, but it can really affect your revenue or your profit margins on one particular project. So at the beginning, doing estimates took me forever. I mean, I wrote out like daily tasks and this is what I get done and this is what I get done the next day and go over it and over it. And, and then as far as your material, like down to the screws, things like that, everything, hardware, I mean, every single stick of wood that you're using. So they took me forever. Um, but I think that helped me learn, you know, how to do my job better on the site and how to manage time. And then it was very old school, like online, looking up the local lumber yards, checking out pricing counts, doing like that, things like that. Um, they, they took a long time. What sort of margins do you shoot for? The best possible margins possible. Um, or I, I should say not that's that probably shouldn't put that on, but I guess well, I think every business is going for, you know, 99% margins. The, the yeah. question is what's, what's attainable. Yeah. Um, our, our goal, I mean, anyone's goal, like you said, that's in business is to make money. I'm not in business for the long days, the long hours, uh, the headaches just for nothing, you know, um, as far as what we'd like to make margin, um, I don't think there's a specific number because our jobs vary from small projects to large projects and some projects just give you more on the backside, um, depending on how the projects go. But I mean, if, you, if we're profitable at the end of the year in a manner that makes it worth being in business, I think we're in the right, in the right direction. And they do fluctuate. Like I said, I mean, you, if you're a day short or two days short on your bid, or if you're, if you get it done faster, you know, you had couple of Red Bulls in the morning and, and you're doing really <laughs> good on the project, you're going to make more money on that particular project. Um, but there's not something that like 
there's never a time when if a project goes too slow that we'll go back and be like, we didn't meet our profit margins. We need more money. Yep, that's good. Do you want to close with a rapid fire round? Would that be okay, John? Let's give it a shot. Tell me about your goal. Why are you doing all this with TrueFrame? Um, I really want to be the best in the area. I want to be that well-known name. Um, I want to be a name that people trust, that they can believe is going to deliver on what they're, what they're uh, saying they'll deliver. What's been the biggest challenge in the last three years? Uh, probably COVID. What's the most intense project you've ever had? Uh, about a 50 foot deep by 20 foot wide sunroom with two guys. Just a oh, massive room. Second most intense project. I mean, that's crazy. I want to I wanna hear more. What's the second <laughs> most intense? Second most intense. We did build like this 100 foot long deck. Came, it was like 100 feet wide on the back of the house. Like 20 foot out. And I think we built it in like seven days with two guys. That wow. was our first, I think that was one of our first projects in business. I think we had a lot of excitement under our shoes. And just three guys, am I right? That one was two of us, actually. Just and that, two of that's them. probably why we're a little slower now from that very project itself. Unbelievable. What's the most surprising thing that you've encountered in three years? The demand for this. Um, it's crazy to see how many people really want this type of work done. In Wisconsin, especially too, when it's not beautiful every day of the year. Do you have any horror stories? What's the worst thing that's happened on the job? So many horror stories. Um, <laughs> I mean, that not. I guess I won't call them horror stories, but nothing in particular that I'm like, wow, I hope that never happens again. But there was this one time in July, I remember July, because it was a weird time for us to have a tornado here. And we were building a sunroom in, in Green Bay. It's about 50 minutes from where I live. And we had had some foam in these special order traps that we were waiting to get in. And the tornado was in their area and it blew up the traps. And instead of ruining their house, you know, I had to get down there and work around a tornado to get these things back in their windows before their house got soaking wet. So that was pretty traumatic. That was pretty intense. Well, on that note, thank you so much for being a part of Titan Talks. It's It's been a, a pleasure and a privilege to have you on the show and, and hear about your story. Um, we wish you all the best going forward, and, and I know we'll, we'll be hearing from you soon. Thanks so much, John. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time and, and the consideration of having me on the show. So thank you.